We don't take any days off over here. I am on a lot of drugs today, guys. Which camera am I looking at? It doesn't matter. I just had eye surgery, so I will be doing this podcast My on. Brain's fried. I'll be doing this podcast on a little bit of drugs. You know, it's the end of my pain meds. Tomorrow, the stitches will be coming out of my eye. I'm a little worried because I have a little bit of anesthesia brain, and that happens after surgery, after they knock you out. As Dr. Amen would say, my brain was a 7 out of 10 because all the times I had to do anesthesia. So right now, I think I'm working with about a 6.5. About a 6, maybe. Well, then you seem a little, like, droopy. Is that the word? Like, groggy. I know a lot of you guys are like take a day off take a week off don't always work but i am having the time of my life i'm out here with my boys my team we don't have jason yeah. nash today he couldn't make it because he's down in, in la but he ch- sent me a nice text he checked in on me and i love that guy this could be the last surgery that i have to do i don't want to do too much surgery yeah. talk i'm going to get it all out of the way i know you guys might have some questions about it it was a gnarly surgery they had to move my eyeball forward so it was about a 30 percent chance that i would have woke up line from the surgery in that eye but fortunately everything went great i woke up and the doctor was like man you know what i was worried about this one but it actually turned out great i'm impressed myself so we're looking at uh a good positive future i'm 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 excited for um steven i'm gonna need you to carry today man (laughs) no Um, i don't want to interrupt i'm like feeling like where i should like um pitch in but um i just don't want to like interrupt your like health talk about your head so do you still have metal in your face they put two tiny plates in but they took out that big gnarly one so is that plate going to be in there for life that plate may be there for life yeah and they also took one out of here that was in so my you have jaw less plates now. i have less metal in my face plates. so now that there's less plates metal plates in your face so that means your face is more fragile so that no means no my I, face is solid bro no that means oh, if i yeah. cracked you across this couch right now you break your hand first of all you wouldn't be able to hit me because my head is too slick and quick for you. You're right. I'm sorry. Let's just get, let's do the weather segment or something. Let's just get straight into that. You know, we're here in Utah. Let's check the weather out. Fuck. Oh, oh. what the? <laughs> what's, go, what's going on, pal? How, Those fucking crows. Where <laughs> are you and how is the weather over there? Where are you? Where, 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 is, where are you? I've been outside for three hours, Jeff. Okay, <laughs> he's, at, he's actually here. He's, show. <laughs> he's here with us. In Utah, but we had him stay outside so he could get really get a grasp of that weather. They got me in the eye. You're going to have to talk into the mic. They got me into the eye. The fucking what birds. What is? What is? The what? The fucking birds got me in the eye. What type of birds? Can you elaborate? Is it a crow, crow problem? A chicken? Chickens are biting your eye? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, you're making this the up. The weather's fine. It's fine. Can I come inside now? I've been out here for three hours. Can you can you at least talk about the weather a little bit? It seems to be like there's a crow problem going on around here. <laughs> Usually I take this. This has disrespect, that eye patch that you got on. But uh, you guys don't know this yet unless you watch a Patreon vlog. But Ryan wanted to put himself in my shoes and tape his eyes shut for the entire duration that I had to keep my eyes th- eye stitched shut. It was my idea. Ryan, he stole from me and fucking carried the bit on. Ryan did a legit... What did you do, three days? Maybe, oh, no, so, we're on the oh, second day, day now. Yeah. We said that we would peel off the bandage now and we would... What? No. Did, I'm doing it tomorrow. Reaction. Okay, oh, bro. you're taking it off when he gets his stitches in? Yeah. You're going to keep that thing who on for a full other day? Bro, try hard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's another reason I'm keeping it shut for another day. Is, um, I'm working on a movie. About what? Well, it's, it's this story taken from real life. So, here it is. 
Oh, get the fuck out of here. Um, okay, so I'm looking at uh, the exact documentary that... Except it's not a documentary. It's a, it's a movie. Oh, so you're going to play me in my own story? It's a Jeff Barbershop production, Ryan the Leader, starring as Jeff Weddick. And, and you, I also get to play as the pro, no, the antagonist. Oh, you're going to do, <laughs> you're gonna do <laughs> double roles? Yeah, I'm going to play the, the, bo- the good guy and the bad guy. Wait, you got the camera in hand while you're operating it, too. Wow. Yeah. Damn, this actually, uh, you know, I was going to be pissed <laughs> off. This is actually, it looks pretty good. Thank you. And then um, my doctor will be played by the young uh, Stephen. My daddy, Steve. Is, going is to that Stephen? Wow. Stephen, you look good there, man. Yeah, what, what the heck? Well, trim. That's, that's a doctor. Wow, this is really good. Can you please peel that thing off right now? And just, Do you want me to? Please? I want to feel the sensation of wait, your eye. Wait, 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 no? wait. You haven't so even complained much. Honestly, who's complained more about their eye over the over the past two days <laughs> first of all he went in the bathroom and then he took a shit and then he forgot to put it back on and he came out and we were like what the fuck and he's like oh shit uh, fuck uh, I, I, I said I enough, enough of the crap let's uh, rip this bandage off and let's see yeah. this sensation of right. Ryan getting his I'm vision back in his eye give, give a speech Gotta say that the I have a lot of uh, I look up to you in a lot of ways because of this this fucking sucks showering was the worst sleeping was the worst when you wake up with your eye, just one eye, you're like, oh, I want this eye open. You flipped over that ATV rental because you wanted to drive around and pick up a girl in it. And I did it cost flip- me about 1500 bucks in damages. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay because this is your speech. Go ahead. Sorry. I, 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 I uh, flipped an ATV because my depth perception is fucked up. I couldn't look at this view correctly. I keep having to go like this. Keep that music going. You know, Jeff, I'm really sorry that this has happened. And uh, I wish no more surgeries upon you because this fucking sucks. Thank you. It's not so bad. I'm used to it now. And it's nice having you guys around here. It's nice It's nice just seeing you You go through that even though you didn't have to. And I begged you to take it off. And I'm begging you, please take it off. All Let right. me know how it feels. Here we go, guys. Yeah. It's happening. Oh. He slept with it on. He showered with days. it on. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, whoa. Oh, I have double vision. Do you? Wait, really? Yeah. That's not good. Did you did you fuck your eye up? No, from this it's experiment? just gonna take a second to get back. We were gonna do a, a live eye surgery. Oh whoa, that's weird. Somebody get me a scalpel. I could fix this. I've done nine. <laughs> I know how to fucking do this. All right, a quick word from the sponsors. Today's video is sponsored by Avast. Avast is a global leader in cybersecurity for more than 30 years and trusted by over 435 million users. Thanks Avast for sponsoring Jeff FM. Avast's new all-in-one solution, Avast One, helps you take control of your safety and privacy online through a range of features. Avast's antivirus stops viruses and malware from harming your devices. Avast data breach monitoring finds your online accounts that have been compromised or your passwords that might need to be changed. Avast firewall protection prevents attacks trying to access your computer or steal your data. Everybody's after data now. It's the currency of the future. Protect your data. I could sleep better at night knowing that I have a vast protecting my data and everything that I got going on on my computer here because it, it would be detrimental. 
if any of this stuff got out. Avast prevents over 1.5 billion attacks every month with Avast One. You can confidently take control of your online world without worrying about viruses, phishing attacks, ransomware, hacking attempts, and other cyber crimes. Learn more about Avast One at Avast.com. We are back in the studio. I didn't really like how uh, the rest of that episode went when I got into addressing some serious topics. So I'm off drugs. I'm back here in the studio. Um, I didn't want to discuss some of these serious topics because it would invalidate them if I was on a bunch of drugs. And, you know, I kicked them. I'm back. I'm me, baby. And I got some important stuff to say. And I got Cody here. He's going to be sitting in as my publicist. You may know him from when we picked him up from prison, but he's more than just a prisoner and an inmate. But now you're a person, you're rehabilitated, <laughs> and I'm happy to have you here as my pub. We're trying you out as a publicist, I guess. Some stuff came out on a Patreon live stream. It was supposed to be more private to just a hundred people, but you know things got leaked out, and now it's world news. You know we're going to war with Russia. We're going. It's World War Three, and a breaking news is that I unfollowed David Dobrik on Instagram. He, he is a slimy fuck, you know? Fuck. He, I can't even get a job because of you. <laughs> fucking expose my life to 20 million people. Who needs to put in a job application anymore? I did that. I, in all fairness, I, I did make a video on you getting yeah. out of prison, too. Yeah, so I'm fucked. Uh, we, one time we were at Air One, and uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, high-end grocery store. It's like a fancy Vons. Overpriced. They, Overpriced They recognized Vons. Cody from the, the David vlog where they picked him up from prison. And Cody, you know, this is just like a Staten Island thing where you, you'll like grab like a cookie and the you start eat eating food it. In the supermarket and then you, we you keep out. the wrapper and you pay for it on the way out. But they came over and tried to lock Cody up because of his reputation that was given to him by DD for a seven fucking dollar cookie. They profiled you. Yeah. But we're back and I want to just talk about some stuff. Um, I want to get through some points because I, I've been protecting this guy for so long. And there's so much more to the story than just him not texting me for a week after I had such a drastic surgery where I could have been blind. But I just didn't plan on that getting ripped because on Patreon we have that that audience of maybe 100 people in a live stream where I feel like I could just talk more freely. It felt really good to get that off my chest. It felt good to get that out there. It felt good to hit that unfollow button. You know, I woke up from surgery and a day goes by, no text from him. Another day goes by, no text. I look at his Instagram because it's the first one that always fucking pops up because the algorithm or whatever. And it's just him like, oh, I'm so happy with my life right now. My vlogs and everything. Uh, just promoting his vlog. And I was just like, you got time to do this, but you can't text me and be like, hey, did you go blind or not from my actions? I just want to fucking tell the truth finally. Like I gave, this, I gave this motherfucker so many chances. Even now, a week later, I still haven't heard a peep. I've been... Posting shit on Instagram because it feels good. Because you fucked me so bad mentally and physically that, yeah, this is how I cope now. You're not holding back no more. No, I'm not holding back anymore. I'm kind of pissed off that, you know, even in the documentary we made, we sugarcoated it. There was so much more that I could have said, but I tried to protect this guy for so long. It takes time to, to see people's true colors. Even me and this guy right here, we've had horrible fights. We fist fought each other. We grew up together. We've had moments where we didn't speak for years, but we always seem to find each other and come back and meet at a, at a moral ground. We can talk things out and communicate. But at this point, I've just completely given up, and it feels good, you know? I think that you're just more like 
going through a lot of emotions because at some point you did click out with these kids and um even like not to sound emotional or anything because the best thing that you ever did for me was to distance yourself from me because then i was able to find myself and find my path but i think like it hurts you more the most because well you, you were on a lot of drugs you were robbing people you were doing all types no, of no, crazy I'm talking about when i got out of prison oh yeah and then you that was a different yeah. different thing there too and then um i just feel like that you're just more hurt because you are a good guy and you are a sincere friend but that's the thing i do see the best in people and i do it's funny that you're here today because, you know, we didn't plan this. I was just going nuts on Instagram and you <laughs> called and you're like, yo, this shit's funny that you're yeah. fucking going, I love going this off. Shit. I love this shit. Pull that mic closer. You so don't have to keep I love that. this shit. It's a funny coincidence that you are here on the show today because we've been through so much and you are a terrible person. <laughs> and so was I. But as a human, it's okay to make mistakes. Yeah. But look what you did. You realized what you did was wrong. You had a lot of time in prison to think about it, and, you know, sometimes people just need to realize that they're making some mistakes, and you learn from and grow, and that's what life's about. Some people don't have that empathy in them. They are too narcissistic to believe they can do any wrong, and that's what I've realized, and that's why I regret sugarcoating this documentary to where I tried to salvage this person's career and image because I thought he was a friend, and I thought that he had, I thought he had good in him. This Hollywood shit smoking mirrors. There's more to why I'm pissed off and why I'm lashing out and why I'm finally speaking up than just him not texting me. I could get over that. I realized over the past few months and years of him not giving a fuck that that would probably happen. I'm not surprised. And I'll be dealing with this shit for life. So, you know, I don't expect him to text me every year. I could be 80 years old and go through another eye surgery and have him fucking text me. Yeah, I, I get that. The real reason I was mad, it's going to come out publicly in a month anyway. But David filmed the documentary, and the producer of the documentary, creator of the documentary, director, whatever you want to call it, he called me, FaceTimed me, to show me the clip of the interview when David addressed the situation with the crane. And he said that it was my fault. David blamed me for the, the crane. He insinuated that I was crazy, I always want to push it, and I'm the reason that this happened. When that's complete bullshit, there's 20 people on the beach that are witnesses. I have fucking six terabytes of footage of you asking me, begging me to go out there and do the thing again and that you would spin it slow. You just want to take me out there because it's more scenic and it looks better on camera. It's more cinematic. And just to hear him sit there and say that, I was like in shock at first because I'm looking at it over FaceTime and I just couldn't believe that he would say that. Not only does he not really give a fuck but imagine you smash somebody's skull in they take it on the chin they don't sue you they don't fucking press charges i i mean anything could i would nearly die i came an inch from death and an inch from going blind i'll have lifelong brain injuries and save them from fucking everything you would have got deported you would have got put in jail for manslaughter you could have got sued for everything i took it on the chin and then to see this and that just made me completely lose all respect for this guy and lose all hope that he could ever turn around and become a better person. You know, I know he does a lot on video. He gives away cars and shit like that. But, you know, doing stuff on video and doing things in real life are two completely different things. You know what I mean? This fake shit? I know exactly what you mean. That's why I stay away from it. Yeah. I don't condone that shit. I, I, honestly, I don't even know how much we can get into yet. I will. We'll see how things play out. But I'm just saying, like, imagine a fucking, Man, imagine a fucking, Dover. imagine a fucking friend nearly killing you. You keep your mouth shut for a year, let everybody make fun of you, 
Don't say shit. Keep the thing a secret. Now the documentary's over and you don't got to cover your ass anymore. You don't got to worry about what we're going to post because you think the story's already out there. I regret doing this too, but this is me being a loyal friend. I let him pass through the edit of the doc and take out anything that made him look bad. And that day I came home from surgery, I was sitting on the couch, laying there with blood coming out of my eye on fucking anesthesia, completely a vegetable. And he came right in here, ran right in, into the editing bay, and all he cared about was editing to clean up the fucking video to cover up that this happened. You can't cover it up. It's Once shit happens, accidents happen, you can't cover it up. But what you can do is learn to do the right thing after. And that little kid shit saying, oh, I'm 18, he's a kid, I don't know how to deal with these things. You're 26, you're an adult, and life sometimes gets hard, and you need to learn to deal with it. I know this is a different type of podcast, and I'm not trying to lecture people. It's just an emotional thing, you know. I had my face smashed in, and the one thing I asked from him was to not blame me for it. I don't want to look like a clout-chasing idiot when you asked me to go out on there. You begged me to come out there. After a couple days in the hospital, I'm still in shock. When I leave the hospital, my face is a, a fucking balloon. He gets a call from Kourtney Kardashian. He pans a phone over to me. I'm in the passenger seat, and he goes, look, he did something stupid. It took a second to realize, like, it's Kourtney Kardashian. I'm not going to be like, oh, fucking, what? no, he fucking did it. I didn't say anything. I kept my mouth shut. But I told him after when we were alone, I said, look, that call... That's not how this is going to go. I'll take this on the chin. I'll eat this. I'll believe it was an accident and I'll try my best to forgive. But if you go around saying that this was not your fault and you try to put it on the other guy, who's me, and say that this was my fault, these life-altering injuries, then there's going to be problems. That's, That's where the switch flips. He tried to like make a joke out of your injury. Because now he said in a documentary... That even the director was so shocked that he had to call me. He hadn't shown anybody. And this guy who's editing it and, and making this, he's not showing David. Supposedly. He won't give him any chances to edit anything. And it's just going to be real. And he was just so shocked that he could, because he knows the whole story. He's been there from day one. And he knows how everything went down. I'm done. I'll just keep it real. I thought, you know, maybe I'll just crack jokes on him for the rest of my life. And eventually I'll learn to forgive. And he'll grow up. But it's just not happening. You kind of enabled him to uh, manipulate the situation, you know? Yeah. Because well, you were being a I good, gave him a chance. You thought you being a good friend, being loyal, you basically helped him cover it up. And then for his own selfish ways and not to take any kind of accountability that he basically believed in his mind that you were truly responsible just to take the guilt off of I him. know psychopaths can believe their own lies. Yeah, Liars, so, a good a good lying piece of shit so, is but, when you really believe your own lies so yeah. much that you start saying it out loud and, and you trick yourself into believing your own lies. Yeah. Sociopaths. But He basically um, chose his own career over your friendship. Well, there was no friendship. Of course, Friends wouldn't do this. You know, Friends wouldn't do there's this. not a day that goes by that I don't think about why he took me out there and spun that so fast. Because we never agreed that we were supposed to go that fast. It was I supposed to be the same as animosity you towards you. This is where everything went wrong. And this is the one fucked up thing where I kind of see the line of an accident and intentional fucking... I mean, it's blurred. But he asked me to come out there three, four, five, six times. Asked me to go out there one more time just because it was more scenic. And we were supposed to go slow. The water was one foot deep. Yeah. If I would have flown off that thing, it's a lose-lose. I die that way. 
because I'm going 60 miles per hour, I would have flown fucking 100 yards and died in the one-foot water that way. Or I brace for impact and just pray. I had no choice once I started swinging. I kind of think it was intentional. Because uh, so it, these thoughts crossed my mind. But if, if, if he's around, I, I don't want to talk about it all day, every day, but if he's just around <laughs> and tries to be a good friend, then I can get past that. But everybody still says to this day, you made a decision to get on that rope, which I understand. I did. I did make a decision, and I'll have to live with that. It was a stupid one. I was never the one to fucking do the stupid stunts. But in this situation, I was on a high from skydiving. He got me at that moment. An accident did happen. And that's fine, because accidents do happen in life. We both fucked up many times. We've both done terrible shit. But we've came a long way. Perfect example, Logan Paul was a huge influencer, a huge star. Fucked up, took a long time off, learned from his mistakes, and now he's a respectable a respectable guy. You know, he's come a long way. David nearly killed me, came back to Poston immediately while I had my face smashed in, lost all my jobs, couldn't work for a year, and posted like nothing never happened, doing TikToks, doing house tours. And comes right back like this is everybody else is crazy on the internet. I'm not. I'm I'm the I'm the sane one. Why is everybody mad at me for? I don't know. I think anybody would like swinging somebody from a crane would have been a little bit more delicate with an actual human. That 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 machine is heavy equipment. Like they use it for demolition. It's just insane. We even got into it afterwards because you told me I was an idiot for getting on it. Yeah, I was kind of upset. I should have never said that, but I was just more like... No, no, it's cool. I was more like hurt, like, damn, why the fuck would you do that? But it was like, I get it. Like, you know, it was just shit being done. Heat of the moment. Like, you know, peer pressure, content. And it's just like, shit was just happening. Like, you know, I probably would have, like, done something. I'd done stupid shit, too. Like, you know, without... Yeah, you just caught me at an emotional time. And then that's why our friendship kind of... I was just more mad. I was just more mad that it happened to you. I wish other people that did it had feelings towards it. I don't. I don't know. I. I really don't. I'm not like an influencer, and I. And like, I kind of like there's few influencers that I watch and follow. Like, I kind of fucking don't really like the social media shit because I feel like it's all fake bullshit. Like, I get it. It's the world that we live in nowadays. But people show you and who who they are by editing what they want to show you. So it's never real. They could just cut. They could snip. It's like plastic surgery, you know? Everybody got fucking plastic surgery in Hollywood, and then they try to, like, downplay somebody that's can't afford nice teeth or, like... I had to eat Botox jokes, bad, botched-up plastic surgery jokes for years, and I'm fine with that. I could take jokes, but I'm just saying, I'm fucking let down. It just sucks because there's a lot of other friends involved that I really love, and, you know, I got out of a breakup and jumped right into this friend group that I loved so much. It was just so such perfect time and because I was in such a bad spot such a low point in my life and I found all these guys and it sucks that I might lose some of them hopefully some of them are smart enough to realize that you know just realize right and wrong because I I feel like it's obvious here um there's been more stuff that happened I don't know if we'll leave this in or not but (laughs) Casey Neistash just like my Instagram post that's big I love that guy (laughs) that guy made me do triathlons (laughs) That's, he, that's that guy great. is actually a full Iron Man. Okay. He also made a documentary yeah. and showed me a clip recently that yeah. really pissed me off. But he did it because he respects me and he's yeah. my boy. So yeah. he showed me just to prepare me for what's coming. 
and to prepare David for what's coming. Shout out to Casey Neistat. I love that guy. Um, so, yeah, my beef with David, the fact that he is a scumbag friend, a fake friend, now that the documentary is over, doesn't give a fuck, doesn't text me, doesn't check in. At this last surgery, there was literally the doctor said, we have to move your eye three millimeters. We're going to do two and a half. So we have a half a, half a uh, millimeter of slack. That's fucking this much to go blind. And I couldn't get a text. That's one reason. The other reason, him saying now, flipping the script, saying that, oh, it was fucking Jeff's idea. He's crazy. Complete bullshit. That's number two. Number three, they were supposed to cover the hospital bills. They slacked because whatever the fuck they're doing, making stupid vlogs. They didn't pay attention to something that's, I, I would think it's pretty important here because the, the bills go to my name and our agreement was just cover the hospital bills. I don't care about anything else. I don't, I'm not coming after him for money I lost from not being able to work or anything like that. But I got a, a bill that wasn't paid that I didn't know about because I'm not dealing with it. I have Ivan, my assistant, deal with it. And he goes with David's team. And they didn't pay a fucking bill. I got an infraction on my credit now. I go to get a house and I can't get a loan because now I have another. Inf- so it's just like things are piling up over and over again. And just try a little bit. For those who think I'm trolling or I'm fucking crazy on Instagram, honestly, I could give a fuck because it's the best I've felt in a while getting all this shit off my chest you know it feels good to uh cut bad people out of your life and it took a while to see it i don't i don't blame anybody out there if you're dealing with a scumbag i felt like um <laughs> this guy was a fucking scumbag at times when people come around people change and i i for the longest time gave him the benefit of the doubt that he would come along and change all, all this situation there was just give you clarity you know it usually takes things like this it's cr- oh. it's ironic that i fucking had an eye injury but now i see clearer than ever yeah it, it gave you a better it gave you a better fifth eye a clear third eye it gave you it, it opened up what you weren't seeing your judgment was clouded you know the fame the shit the going out the party and the making money together your judgment gets clouded after a while and then you forget what's real and what's not and friend is such a strong word to throw around i never tell people like somebody told me like oh we're friends and i had to correct them i'm like no we're not friends we're acquaintances friends is somebody like i could really really trust yeah i realized my friends when i went to jail yeah and when i was in the hospital when i was before i went to jail jeff showed up in the hospital room when i was on my deathbed for 21 days with tubes coming out my chest I sent you money for contraband I, yeah, and yeah, commissary. Yeah, yeah, for cell phones and stuff. But That got I, you more time but, added on? But being in the hospital <laughs> was worse than being in prison because in the hospital I actually was dying and I felt helpless and I was on meds and the doctor was telling me, whatever you're doing, you're going to die at 27 years old. And I just remember you being in the hospital room, like, you know, and then you really see who stops their life to come fucking out of their way to come visit you you know well, we shared we used to share a bed together when yeah we moved out here we slept we literally slept in the same bed like brothers we were in our trap house and yeah. we fucking i would wake up to your disgusting fucking weed smelling breath because you smoke so much weed at night <laughs> and it would just be like you were such you just had such bad health to and like you wouldn't take care of yourself back then it's no. your complete opposite now you look great you're healthy, you're sober. It helps a lot of people. His Instagram's very big on mental health and advice, and he shares a lot of those memes, like those David Goggins and Gary V type of things. Yeah. You know? And sometimes I skip through them because I don't, I don't give a fuck to read them. Yeah. But they might be helping somebody. 
So keep Look, at it. If I can help one person, I'm happy. Opportunities, the best ones in life, mm -hmm. will sneak in through the back door. They come in disguised as a bad opportunity, but it's actually the best opportunity in your life. And if anything from this situation, it's made me establish my own team, a crew of people that I love, I get along with. We all fucking support each other. We're, we just don't have to rely on anybody else. My videos are about haircuts and mental health. And doing the right thing. And that's it. And that's the message we want to spread. And sorry this podcast was broken up into two parts. I just didn't feel right doing it the way I was earlier. I looked back at the footage and I was all loopy. I was angry at that time. And I'm still... I mean, now more I'm just kind of relieved of the whole situation. I'm excited for the future. And I'm ready for war, baby. I'm having fun. I'm in my fucking Kanye phase. I'm about to start posting these things in all caps. You know what I'm saying? My fucking memes on David. I live for this shit. I don't get paid from the internet. Bring it on. Ban my account. Disable me today. I'll be back tomorrow with a fake account. I'll talk shit. Did you watch the Kanye doc? Oh, no. No, I didn't. If anybody oh, out there is going through an accident or uh, recovering or, or something that is similar to this situation... I, I suggest you listen to the song Through the Wire. Um, it's one of Kanye's first songs to pop him off as an artist. Probably one of his mo his first big popular songs. And it was right after his near fatal car accident. And he had his jaw wired shut, but he still rapped on the song. And one of the lines was, Boost for breakfast and sure for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sipped the scissor. And that... I relate to so much because right after the accident, we all stayed in the Airbnb together. You know, I, I, my jaw had a bunch of plates in it. I couldn't chew. I had to live off insurance for the month. And David made pancakes and bacon, and I, had eat, I hadn't eaten in four days. And I'm just like, motherfucker, this is, this is so relatable. But also, there's a lot more to take away from the song, not just get pissed off at your friend from it. Um... But yeah, Kanye Doc's great. It's incredible to see him meet Pharrell for the first time. And then he walks up to Jay-Z and it's in like an awkward moment where he's like almost shy to like say what's up to Jay-Z. And then he kind of just like walks off. But he was already like signed to Rockefeller. It's just the way Jay-Z kind of was just like, all right, yeah, yeah, like cool, like whatever. It's just, you know, it's crazy. I love how it's shot. I love how it's it's uh just it's, it footage. It's scripted they, watching it. Crazy. Yeah, they did a great job. They did a Cootie. great job. Shout out Cootie. There's no narrator. Well, there's a narrator, but there's no sit-down interviews. It's kind of like the Beatles doc. The Beatles were the first one to do it, where it's just footage pieced together to tell a story. And that's a real cool way of doing things, because look at how we did our doc, and I regret it. I'm happy with the story. It was my first doc we ever made, you know, but there, it could have been more honest. I was just still trying to protect somebody that I thought I cared about, and they cared about me. And also today, I woke up to a bunch of notes um, on the roast that we did on Bryce Hall that Jason Nash worked very hard to put together. My dear friend Jason Nash, who now I don't know what will happen with him because I know I, I, I just it's tough because I love the guy. And um, he put this roast together and just the people who helped him put, to, put it together, they wanted to cut a lot of jokes from my set. And it, it just pissed me off because, you know, I did the thing because I wanted to do it. One, I, I 
wrote my own jokes. I, I worked hard on it. I was proud of it. And I said nothing that I wouldn't say in a, a podcast or a YouTube video. And they had 50% of my jokes. These have to go. These are uh, whatever, just too edgy. And I just said, cut my whole set. I don't want to be a part of it. I also don't want to be associated with it because that was before all this happened with David and some of my jokes were on David. And I don't even want to fucking deal with this shit anymore. So I'm done with it. By like- uh, yeah, it's just they try, to se- they try to censor my comedy. And I'm just against that. That's something I, I feel very strongly about. I don't, want to, I don't want my project to be a shit thing. <laughs> uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll find a way to fucking get the footage from Jason. I'm sure he doesn't even care about it. I asked him today um if he could cut my set and he was like look jeff i just want to make sure you're good like I, whatever it is to make you happy and and good i don't care about the roast at all and you know that was nice he's it's- a real dude okay all right love all you guys there we go let's go out on a positive note here life goes on let's all pray <laughs> for david pray, pray for david that he gets some empathy put into him and that he learns and he grows and becomes a better man one day except accountability yeah that's right that's just funny coming out of your mouth <laughs> hearing you say that you're not gonna put baby powder on your ass you're a grown 26 year old man yeah yeah Accept (laughs) accountability. Look up the word if you don't know what it means. Be accountable for your actions. Don't manipulate it. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't know, man. Be Uh, a man. All right. Hit us with an outro. You got any more? Anybody else you want to call out over here? H3. Death Doodle. Oh, H3. I'm supposed to go on your show. I'm thinking about it. I got a few lists of requests that I need approved. And I, I need to get the, some things done before I agree to walk in on that show. Don't worry about sending over the address. I already got it. You know the game. But I'm all about making peace, baby. I don't want to have enemies out there. But there's some bad people in this world that deserve it. So hopefully this is it. But it never ends. Leave a comment down below if you think I should sue David. <laughs> Leave a comment down below if you're uh, 100,000 likes will sue David. An attorney and statute of limitations is up, or if you know anything about that stuff. <laughs> Cody, you read a lot about law in, uh, in yeah, when you were yeah, at, yeah. at summer camp. Yeah, of course. What, <laughs> for civil suits, is there a statute of limitation? I think like seven years or something. Then you better watch your motherfucking back for the next seven years. Yeah, yeah. Because I could easily hit that button. Deportation. Jail time for manslaughter. Boom. Yeah. Well, he didn't kill you, but... Attempted manslaughter. (laughs) Is that what it is? What would it be? Attempted manslaughter. If we really broke it down and we, we had those really negative thoughts where I think in my head at night where he took me out there to swing me off of it for a good little play the laugh, play the laugh. That's what I think where he was like, when he started, when he started swinging it that fast and I started screaming for my life knowing that this cannot end good. There's only one way this is going to end and it's going to be really fucking bad. For me and if I died... It would have been for the both of us. But to see him go on like nothing ever happened fucking hurts. But that's life. It's tough. Realize it early, kids. And then you won't be surprised and shocked 
like a fucking 26 year old David that now is saying that he's he's the victim. <laughs> he's he said in the fucking documentary that he's the victim. It's insane. These guys were with me when when I saw it when when I was on FaceTime and I saw the clip. You saw my reaction, right? You just wanted to walk it off after. I just want to see him do the right thing. But he had two years to do the right thing. What do you mean see him do the right thing? Time's up. If he calls me right now and says, hey, Jeff, hang mm-hmm. up. I hang up. He calls me again. Listen, man, I really do. If you see me, run the other way. <laughs> That's it now. You had two years, pal. And stop ripping our Patreon live streams and making them public. They're supposed to be private for the people. There's a rat in the Patreon. We're going to find them. You know, that stuff's supposed to be personal. All right, love you guys.